Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Here's what's cooking on the day sports stove podcast. We're going to talk NFL, plenty of NFL stuff to talk about, including our picks for this week. We'll also get into some college basketball today. That's what's cooking on the day sports stove podcast from belly up sports and the belly up podcast network. You're listening to the sports stove podcast with your host, Vince Stover. Welcome in to an all-new edition of the Sports Stove Podcast, and I'm your host, Ben Stover, joined by my dad, Dale Stover. Dad, how you doing today? Doing good. Doing good. Got a little winter weather hitting up here in Ohio, so we're doing okay. Yeah, I'm in Kentucky, and it is cold. I spent all day out in it, uh, working today, and excited to be inside tonight. And uh, starting my day off tomorrow, Dad, uh, the boss is taking us out to eat for breakfast so he doesn't have to give us a raise. And uh, so we'll enjoy some Cracker Barrel in the morning, uh, which will be a good start Good start to the day. So, um, but, And you've always told me, hey, your boss doesn't get you breakfast. So there's the, the positive for me, I guess. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Now, you are a boss, though. I mean, you, you're an owner of an NFL team. Um, and sure. uh, your team, the Green Bay Packers, Finally won a game after five straight losses, and um, I, I, it was a relatively impressive game. I actually stopped watching uh, almost at the end of the first half because I just felt like it was my fault. So I just figured if I don't watch, maybe then something good will happen. So I followed on my phone the rest of the game. Uh, you watched a good portion of the game uh, when you were not at church. and I mean, at the end of the day, it's a win, and a win's better than not a win. Uh, what do you think about the McCarthy return and the game in general? Well, the McCarthy return, you know, was very typical of Green Bay. They're pretty good about people like that uh, returning. From what I understand, there was a video tribute and everything, you know, went fine there. I think the players and people that knew him were glad to see him again. You know, they didn't get the results, obviously, that he wanted. But um, I think, that you know, the Packers did play much better. Um, there was no doubt about that. They were able to, um, you know, get the win, make some big plays when they needed to, and then to get the win um, in overtime. So, you know, it, it was it, it was a big game. They need to stack a couple wins here, and then kind of the season will start to change a little bit. But they have potential uh, to do that. Again, they have injuries. They have some people out still um, tomorrow night. But um, I, I, I think they're – you know, I, I think there's reason to hope that there's, you know, can salvage the season and still make the playoffs. And then, of course, anything can happen. Christian Watson had a historic game as a rookie, flashed the speed that we knew he had, and actually caught the football this week. Yes, he um, did. Is, is that going to be the new normal in Green Bay, Christian Watson being a number one receiver? 
Well, I, I again, I, I think he's a weapon that they can use. I don't know, you know, totally he's the number one. I think Akilby, when Romeo Dobbs comes back, um, because he is he is very good also, and then you will have a much stronger receiving core, a deeper receiving core. Um, but you know, with um, of course, you know, again, Watson looked very good, and uh, you got Sammy Watkins, Lazard, if still I think is the main guy, and um, um, you know, we got a receiver coming back. Um, hopefully this week too. Yeah. Yeah, Randall Cobb will be back, if not this week, definitely next week. So um, things are getting a little better if injuries don't hit again there and again if Watson can stay healthy. But his speed um, definitely is an issue. And and he came, you know, he came back well because he had two drops early, and you thought, oh no, here we go again. But then you know he caught three touchdown passes, and I, I think he's understanding the system. Um, and everything there again, I think Dobbs is probably a little better route runner, you know, when he comes back. Um, but Watson with the speed, you know, just gives you something there. So, um, and again, the running game, you know, I mean, that's the key. They've got two great runners and, uh, they had the, the same offensive lineman played the whole game. And uh, you could tell that made a real difference also. Uh, Watson's dad was very vocal on Twitter this week and he said basically i'm paraphrasing but he said at college they didn't let him run routes and now that he's being in a system that'll let him run routes he's showing what he can do so um his dad believes he's an elite receiver and i picked him up in our keeper league dad i was surprised that he was there first of all uh we've got you and a couple other packer fans in the league and um i went out and claimed him this week and i ended up winning the claim on him uh, so I'm kind of hoping maybe we see some consistency out of him moving forward. Did you put a claim in on him, or did you think he was already gone? Um, no, I, I, I didn't claim him. I've got several Packers kind of already, and again, I've got Dobbs, and I really think he's going to be the guy to have once he comes back. So um, I thought about it, but no, I, I, I didn't put a claim in on him. Okay, yeah, I was surprised, because uh, again, you're not the only Packer fan in the league, so I was surprised he was still sitting there. I uh, went out and got him uh, in that league. I already had him in a different league just sitting on my bench, but uh, uh, he put up 40 points this last week. Did me no good because he was sitting on the bench, but nonetheless, he's there. Uh, let's talk about a couple other teams, though. The Indianapolis Colts, they get the win in Jeff Saturday's debut as head coach. And uh, late in the week, he goes with uh, the old reliable Matt Ryan at quarterback instead of Sam Ellinger. It seemed like the Colts had kind of mailed it in for the season that they were going to go ahead and, and tank for a quarterback. Uh, they get the win. Uh, granted, it was not against a very good team, but uh, I thought it was an interesting move by Jeff Saturday, and I thought actually it kind of maybe put a little bit of life into the program saying, no, listen, Matt Ryan uh, is a Super Bowl losing quarterback, uh, a former MVP. He gives us the best chance to win. He's my quarterback. He puts in Matt Ryan. They win a game. What do we expect out of Indianapolis the rest of the way? Well, I, I don't think they're going to tank necessarily, you know, for there. I don't think that'd be in Saturday's mindset. And I don't think that's what um, the team, I think he'll rally the team a little bit, whether, you know, how much of a difference it can make. I haven't really looked totally at their schedule. Again, I'm sure they've got some division games left and those would be games they can win. Um 
But, um, yeah, it'll be interesting because Indianapolis was one of several very disappointing teams this year. And, um, you know, we thought was really going to do well. So we will, um, we'll see how it unfolds, but the whole thing with Saturday is going to be very interesting and to see if he's the coach next year. And if he is, does that kind of change a trend a little bit with head coaches? It'll be interesting. I don't think it changes a trend, dad. And here's the reason why. That owner is very, very unique. And Jeff Saturday, I said this last week, him and Peyton Manning are two guys that that Jim Ayersay just absolutely loves. And if anybody's going to do this, it makes sense that it's Jim Ayersay doing it um, and Jeff Saturday being the guy. I don't think Jeff Saturday was his first phone call. I think Peyton Manning was his first phone call. But uh, that being said, that's the only reason why it makes any sense whatsoever is because of who the owner is. Also, Indianapolis is four, five, and one on the season, and they still have a shot to win the division. Tennessee is six and three. We'll talk about uh, these teams coming up in the picks this week, but um, you know, four, five, and one, and still being you know what is that? Two games, two and a half games, one and a half games, something like that, out of the division. It's still very, very plausible that they win this division because I don't think Tennessee is that good. Um, they have a great running back, and that's about it. And so, I mean, Indianapolis can catch, can catch Tennessee still. Will they is the question. I don't know if they will or not. Not sure how much Matt Ryan has left in the tank, but if they can get Jonathan Taylor back on, on task, get him doing what he can do, then I think there's a good chance that we see good things come out of Indianapolis, uh, here at some point in time as well. So, um, we'll see, we'll see how it all shakes out for Tennessee. Uh, let's see here. Also, the Saints, by the way, is talking about sticking with veteran quarterbacks. New Orleans says they're going to stick with Andy Dalton over Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston is not 100% healthy. And actually, Dennis Allen said he may not be 100% healthy the rest of the season. So he's going to go with Andy Dalton. I kind of like the idea of if you want to win, going with the veteran guys. Um, what do you think about New Orleans? Do you think, I know you're not a Jameis Winston guy. Um, but I don't know that you're an Andy Dalton guy either. So, so what do you think about that decision for New Orleans? Well, I think it's probably a good decision. I think you're right. Andy Dalton probably gives them the better opportunity to win at this point. And again, that division is not real strong. So, um, you know, they, they may have a chance to make a little bit of a, of a move there, but I, Andy Dalton seems to be a good, a, a good choice for them. At, I think compared to Jameis Winston at this point. Um, how many wins does it take to win the NFC South? Uh, Tampa's five and five right now in the lead. Atlanta's four and six. Carolina and New Orleans are three and seven. So how many wins does Tampa have to get to in order to win the NFC South? I think it's eight, which means they're under 500 and still win the division. What about you? I think that's very possible. Nine would definitely win the division, but I think eight, um, may even be seven would win it, depending on <laughs> tiebreakers and stuff like that. Yeah, I've heard talk this week it's going to be interesting at Tampa Bay will probably win the division, and well, that means they will host a playoff game, probably playing someone with a much better record. So, um, but again, I don't think Tampa will be as scary in the playoffs this year as they have been in the past. Um, but we'll see how it goes. Yeah, Tampa could get better really fast. Um, health was a big issue for them. They got their receivers back. You got Godwin. You've got uh, Evans that are back healthy. 
Uh, they had a running back that went off this past week. So um, if things start clicking in Tampa, they can get things rolling. But who? no one can compete with them in the South. Atlanta's not good enough. They're not going to win enough games to beat Tampa. Carolina, they're going back and forth between quarterbacks. Um, it feels like they really want to lose games to get the, their next quarterback. And then you got New Orleans might be in the same situation. New Orleans might be fine with losing out and getting one of the top two quarterbacks in the, in the draft coming up soon. Um, who knows? Who knows which direction they'll go. And at the end of the day. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team, team ready. ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Tampa is the clear favorite to win the South. Whether it's seven wins, eight wins, or nine wins, uh, they're the favorites to take the South uh, title for sure. A couple other things. Let's look at some standings real quick, Dad. Let's start in the AFC. Uh, the AFC East, Miami currently in first place. They're a half game above the Jets and the Bills. Uh, Jets and Bills are both six and three. Miami at seven and three. And then New England's still hanging around above 500. They're at five and four. So only a game back from Buffalo and New York. They're going to all play each other. This will work itself out. Um, Buffalo, are they still the favorites to win the, the East? Um, you would think they are. I don't know though. Miami, Miami's playing awful well, right? Awful good right now. So, um, I, Miami may, you know, may be the favorite. We'll see. All right. So I'm not ready to admit defeat yet on this. I still don't think Tua Tungavailoa is the guy. Um, he is seven and three, although he didn't win all seven of those games. He is seven and three and he has great receivers, which really help him. And he's got a decent run game. And I think a very good offensive minded coach as well. I think Tua is the benefactor of the system and the receivers versus receivers being a benefactor of the quarterback. So, um, am I dead wrong on Tua or is the jury still out? Well, I, I again, I think the reasons you gave. I mean, there's other quarterbacks like that too. You know, you're 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 real good. You're real nice with Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins has got great receivers. He's got great runners. He's got a system. I don't think he's the one winning games either. Um, but you know, he's not losing games, and Tua's definitely not losing games. I think Tua. I think Tua's going to be. I, you know, I've said all along, I thought he was better than you thought he was, had potential just because of what I saw from him in college. And, um, you know, again, I think he's got some leadership. It's true. He's got great weapons. Um, but, again, I don't think you can fault a quarterback for that. I think Tua is going to end up having a very good year and um, look very good at the end of the year. i got to clarify for any first-time listeners. I've never called Kirk Cousins elite. Um <laughs> I would not take him over the Aaron Rodgers, Josh Allens, Patrick Mahomes of the world. I just give him a little respect, whereas, Dad, you don't give him any respect whatsoever. But you're right. He does have a great offense around him. But the system has changed. He had a different system uh, underneath Zimmer than what he has now underneath O'Connell. So he's 
He's been in multiple systems, been in the Shanahan system as well. And yes, that has worked to his favor. I'll give you that as well. But he does a great job within his system. I would still at this point take Kirk Cousins over to a Tonga Vailoa. Um, I am open to the fact that I could be wrong on this, but I think you can put Kirk Cousins in Miami and he's still seven and three. Um, I think you can put Kirk Cousins in Minnesota and he is still, uh, what is he, eight and one in Minnesota, I think, six and one, eight and one in Minnesota. I don't think Tua Tonga Vailoa is eight and one in Minnesota. Um, I just don't think he has enough consistency to be that. But he's got two receivers that are elite speedsters and Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. And that is to his benefit. Again, I don't I, I know it is knocking him a little bit, but I'm not saying that he's he's incapable of be of being an NFL quarterback. I've just said I don't think two is it. I don't think he's the elite quarterback. I don't think he's the quarterback that takes you to a Super Bowl. Um, I think he could be a serviceable quarterback in the NFL for many years to come. But I put him more in the Kirk Cousins range than I do in the Patrick Mahomes range. Um, you know, he's more in tier number three or four versus tier number two or one. Am I? Yeah. I mean, does that make more sense? Yes, I mean, I, I would agree with that. I don't think he's in the Patrick Mahomes category either, but I think he's a definite starting quarterback, and I think he's a guy that Miami yeah, can be Miami's quarterback. Um, and there's always there's been some question about that um, before, but there's questions with other teams about that too. You know, is Dak Prescott the quarterback? You know, there, there are some other questions. So, yeah, I mean – how many more weeks till we see Cooper Rush back on the field in yeah. Dallas? I mean, <laughs> this, <laughs> we can have that conversation another yeah. day. Um, and I put Dak Allen in that same category too, honestly. I probably would have him above Kirk Cousins and above Tua. Um, but, you know, you got to look. I think Dallas is a train wreck, Dad. I think uh, CeeDee Lamb, does not. he's more of a Randy Moss type where when he's playing hard, he's really, really good. But he doesn't play hard all the time, and that really hurts his team. Ezekiel Elliott has been uh, just a huge question mark these last, what, two, three, four seasons, it seems like. Tony Pollard should be the guy in Dallas. It, it feels like Ezekiel Elliott is not that guy anymore. That hurts Dak Allen as well. The offensive line has not been as good for him either. I still think he has more talent uh, than than Kirk Cousins and Tua Tungavailoa. I just think he's in a situation that's going to be really, really tough to win uh, in the playoffs and get to a Super Bowl in as well. Boy, this has turned into a quarterback conversation, so let's keep it going. In the NFC North, Lamar Jackson has found his legs again this year. He's got his team at 6-3. and three. Cincinnati, after a horrible start, has bounced back. They're at 5-4. and four. Cleveland, 3-6, and six, two weeks away from Deshaun Watson's return. And Pittsburgh, 3-6 and six, with a rookie quarterback as well. The NFC, AFC North, excuse me, is a fun division, but at this point, it's a two-horse race with Baltimore and Cincinnati. Um, I know you were pretty high on Baltimore the last couple of years. I've kind of felt like they could push Cincinnati this year, but I thought like Cincinnati was the better team. Where do you currently sit with your thoughts on Baltimore and Cincinnati? 
Um, I think, you know, I think they're both good teams. Cincinnati is going to have to rebound here a little bit, but I think they will. They seem like they have a good defense. And again, you know, um, they will get um, Jamar Chase back at some point, and that will make a difference um, there. But I do think quarterback-wise, Burrow is good. Um, Baltimore, you know, I've kind of always liked them. And I think, you know, again, I, I think Lamar Jackson um, – if he continue to have a good year, because again, they've had some injuries and they're still doing well. They did bolster their defense at the trade, you know, deadline, which I think will help them. And um, so I, I think it, it will be a race between those two and they both might come out looking good in the playoffs. If there was a team or a division that I was really, really wrong on, it was the West in the AFC. I thought Kansas City would have a down year this year. I thought they would still be decent, but I thought they'd have a down year. They're at 7-2. and two. The Chargers are two games back. Denver has been atrocious this season, which did not see that one coming. And Vegas, you were really big on Vegas. I don't remember. I have to go back and listen to see if I was big on Vegas or not. I was definitely higher on them than where they're sitting at, 2-7. and seven. Uh, I know you don't like the coach in Vegas, but I think you still thought the team would be okay better than two and seven at the very least. Uh, but it seems like this division is uh, Kansas City's to win. Would you agree with that? I think I've lost dad. There he is. He's back. You got me? Yes. Yeah. Your audio has kind of been in and out. At least it has been for me. You, We were off back all of probably ten, five, ten minutes ago for – for 30 seconds or so. Yeah, I got you. You're freezing up on my screen, so I'm not sure um, if it's me or you. I don't know. Uh, but Kansas City uh, has been really good. Vegas has been really bad. Denver's been atrocious. And Los Angeles has still been, honestly, a disappointment. They've just been mediocre at 5-4. and four. Um, You know, at the beginning of the season, I know you were higher on Vegas than 2-7, than and seven, but you were really down on Josh McDaniels. Uh, so you're probably taking a victory lap on that one. Yes, yeah. I, I think Jonathan Daniels was a mistake, and I think, unfortunately, it's going to prove out that way. Be interesting to see what Vegas does um, on that decision. You're right, though. The Chargers have been a disappointment, but I think they got the talent. They could still rally um, as the season goes on. But Kansas City has really been top-notch. Uh, last division we'll talk about the NFC West. Seattle uh, is in the lead by half a game. San Francisco's right there with them. Arizona's two games back, and the Rams three games back. Uh, I look at this division, Dad, and I just don't know what's going to happen. I don't think Seattle wins the division. I don't think San Francisco wins the division. So what does that mean? Does that mean Arizona finally figures it out? I don't know what's going to go on in the West. To me, that's the the most confusing conference so far this year because the teams we thought were going to be good are all behind the team we assumed was going to be horrible in Seattle. So what's your, what do you make of the NFC West? Well, if, 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 if they keep, you know, um, beating each other here as they play in the division, um, it'll probably end up not being a very good division. It could be one again, where the top team does not have a very strong record, um, from there, it doesn't look like anybody's going to rise up and kind of run the table in that division. I think the Rams are really in trouble 
no doubt about that. Uh, the Cardinals, like you said, you can't really figure out where they're going to be, even though they could make a run. And the 49ers, when they look like they're the strongest team, you know, I, 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 I don't know how that's going to be. So, and you surely wouldn't think, you know, like I said, the Seahawks are going to remain there. But if they keep beating each other, this may end up not being a real, real good division. Somebody may easily win it with nine, nine wins. Well, yeah, I think they're going to have to win 10 or 11 to win the division just because it's going to be closer, but it's not a good division at the end of the day. You're right about that. Let's get into our pick sixes. Each week we pick six games. We pick the primetime games, which is Thursday night, Sunday night, and Monday night, and then we get to pick three games of our choosing after that. Uh, and Dad, we'll start off with Thursday night. It's the Green Bay Packers. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. O'Reilly Auto Parts specializes in keeping your car on the road. Not sure how much life is left in your battery? Our professional parts people will test it for free. If it does need to be replaced, we'll help you find just the right one to fit your car. Our superstar batteries are built to handle even the toughest conditions. Visit O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. At home against the Tennessee Titans, Titans are going to be missing four starters and one backup player that plays a lot. Uh, Packers, three-and-a-half-point favorites at home, coming off the win at home against Dallas. Which way did you go with this one? Um, I'll take Green Bay with the three-and-a-half again. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful that they will win. They need to win this game. Um, you know, Tennessee – Plays good at times, no doubt about that. Um, this their stats this week. They got a great run defense, um, things like that. And of course, Lafleur knows a little bit about Tennessee. He knows about Derrick Henry. They know they've got to contain him. Um, again, it's a home game. I think the fans were back there a little bit, and uh, so I'll go with Green Bay. Let me take you back a few years when the Packers knew they had to stop Colin Kaepernick from running all over them in the playoffs. They didn't do it. Um, so just because they know they got to stop Derrick Henry doesn't give me a whole lot of confidence because no one stopped them yet this season. That being said, last week I picked Green Bay over Dallas because I said I wasn't confident they were going to win. I was just incredibly hopeful that they would win. This week I picked Green Bay because I'm confident they're going to win. I said last week it's got to click at some point. They're not this bad. Um, and last week it clicked. And now that they're getting healthier, especially on offense, I think it continues to be a positive thing being at home. It is going to be cold. Uh, so I like the matchup there. I'll go Green Bay as well, minus three and a half points. Sunday night, it'll be a little warmer. Uh, Los Angeles Chargers will host the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs, six-and-a-half-point favorites on the road. We just talked about the disappointment of the Chargers and the impressiveness of the Chiefs. Which way did you go with this one? Um, I went with the Chiefs just because I think they're really strong. Again, I, you know, I like the Chargers. I hope they rebound. Um, six and a half, a little bit on the points, but Kansas City really seems to be rolling and they seem to play well in prime time. And so I'll go with the Chiefs. Yeah, I'm with you. Chiefs, even though it's six and a half, they're just the better team in this one. I think they end up uh, taking care of business against the Chargers. Um, you know, I, I don't love the Kansas City team. The running backs aren't great, the receivers are average, but. Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes. He's making the most of it this year for sure. So I go Kansas City as well. 
Monday night is an NFC West battle. Arizona, seven and a half point underdogs to San Francisco 49ers. We don't really know what either of these teams are. The 49ers are getting more healthy. Debo Samuel's back last week. Christian McCaffrey, of course, is there and now been there a couple of weeks. Uh, do you take the favorites in San Francisco or the dogs in Arizona? I'll take the dogs in Arizona because of the seven and a half points. I think San Francisco may win the game, but I think um, I think Arizona could get you the points you need. I'm going all in on Arizona, Dad. Uh, I'm with Arizona as well. Seven and a half was, I think, an easy pick. I think Arizona wins the game. I think Arizona might start making a run here, even with Kyler Murray being injured. Um, they they won last week with the backup quarterback, Colt McCoy. Um, I got a weird feeling about Arizona making a, a short little spurt run here over the next couple of weeks. So I'll go Arizona as well, plus seven and a half. So, so far, we've picked the three same teams, but the now we get into the three games that we can pick at random. I don't know which games you pick, Dad, so I'll give you first go. Who's your fourth pick this week? Um, I'm going to take the New York Giants as a favorite over Detroit by three and a half. Again, Detroit, I do not think it's real good, and the Giants are at home, and the Giants are having a good year. So I'm going with the Giants uh, to cover against Detroit. Wow, that actually surprises me, Dad. Detroit won last week against the Bears. Um, They've been putting up points. The Giants have been winning, not necessarily super impressively winning, though. Uh, so I was scared to death of that game. Stay, stay as far away from that one as I can. Um, so I'll go with another team that that I'm guessing you did not pick, and that's the Bears. Going back with the Bears, this time they're the underdogs, three-and-a-half-point underdog at Atlanta. Atlanta's no good, and Chicago has been improving. The Justin Fields has turned it on the last couple of weeks. Last week, running for a ton of yards as well as throwing for a couple of touchdowns. So I'm going to go the Bears, three-and-a-half-point dogs on the road in Atlanta. Who's your fifth one? Um, I think this will be a week when Denver looks good, so I'm going to take Denver um, at home over Las Vegas because, again, I think they're in real trouble. And uh, two-and-a-half points there, I will take Denver to cover over Las Vegas. Uh, Denver, I don't know what Denver's doing. I don't know. I don't know if they're any good. Last week, they should have won again, and they lost. <sighs> I'm done. I'm done with Denver for the year. I won't pick them again uh, the rest of the season. I also will not pick Vegas either. So I stayed away from this game as well. Uh, so so good luck with Denver and New York. Uh, my fifth game, Dad, is uh, the team that just took down the last undefeated team of the season, the Washington Commanders. They're three-and-a-half-point favorites at Houston, and I'm willing to pick against Houston pretty much any day of the week. So I'm going to go with the Commanders, three-and-a-half-point favorites on the road in Houston. Who's your sixth game of the week? Well, the sixth game, I'll take two of my favorite teams, but I'm going to go with the Minnesota Vikings as the underdog against Dallas. So Minnesota at home, um, they have played well. And uh, I can be for anybody, I guess, that beats Dallas. Um, so we'll go with Minnesota as the underdog against Dallas. What are they, plus one and a half? Yes. 
Yeah, I've been trying to tell you that Dallas is, or excuse me, that Minnesota is good. You refuse to listen to me. Uh, finally admitted that it was true. They are a good team, and they've had success, and good things have happened to them. Um, I, I mean, my goodness, Minnesota. They're the best team right now uh, outside of the Eagles, right, as far as standings go. So I stayed away from that one, too. That game scared me because Minnesota has to tumble at some point, um, not like completely fall for the rest of the season, but they're not going to keep winning every game. Uh, Dallas comes off a uh, really devastating loss. I don't know. I stayed away from that one, too. My last pick, Dad, is a division game, AFC North, Cincinnati Bengals, four-and-a-half-point favorites at Pittsburgh. Division games are close uh, in most cases. Cincinnati and Pittsburgh is usually a really ugly game. I just think Cincinnati is that much better than Pittsburgh. I think four and a half was a pretty easy pick for me. So I went with the Bengals uh, to win that game uh, there as well. Uh, so we picked three different ones finally there, the last three. I go Washington, Cincinnati, and Chicago. You go New York, Giants, Denver, and Minnesota. Is Denver the underdog or the... Uh, uh, what are they? They're the, fa- they're the favorite by two and a half over Vegas. All right. Yeah, that makes sense, I guess, over Vegas because Vegas is really, really bad uh, this year. Did you see Derek Carr's passionate uh, talk uh, in the press conference this past week? I, I heard about it. Um, I didn't listen to all of it, but I, I, I did hear from there. So, no, yeah, I, I think internally, you know, they're having trouble staying together. And I think that's because they don't have leadership and the head coach, to be right honest. And um, so I, I, I think things are only going to get worse. Devontae Adams has not been happy, uh, even though he's catching a lot of passes, you know, getting a lot of targets. Um, but, you know, I, I think he expected to win. And um, so, yeah, I think it's kind of um, a mess there. So Derek Carr made it sound like it was a player issue and not a coaching issue. He said that not everybody wants to be there. Uh, not everybody works like they want to win. Uh, those kinds of things. He he commended the coaching staff. Um, but Derek Carr is the guy that's on the outs, right? He can They can get rid of him at the end of this season and it not really affect them at all. If they don't get rid of him after this season, then they pretty much have to hold on to him for three years before they can get rid of him without taking a financial hit. So it'll be interesting to see which way Vegas goes when the season ends. Let's look at the rest of these games this week, Dad. Buffalo, eight-and-a-half-point favorites at home against Cleveland. Um, you know, Buffalo, a tough game against Minnesota. They're going to be at home. They're saying three feet of snow coming. Um, Nick Chubb, he can run in the snow. Uh, can Buffalo score in the snow is kind of the question. Eight-and-a-half points is a lot. Buffalo wins this game. Do they win by eight-and-a-half? I don't know. You know, uh, Cleveland has stayed close with people, and Cleveland can probably keep it closer than this. Um, Buffalo is becoming a little bit of a, you know, enigma too. You just don't know what, what kind of team, you know, is, I mean, one week they're the Super Bowl favorites and then the next week, you know, and they, 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 you know, maybe it was just a bad game. I don't know. Uh, but that game with Minnesota was just one of the strangest games I've seen. Boy, I watched that. And, you know, for the record, like you said, I need to be sure everyone knows. I don't think I've ever said that Minnesota was a good team. And I don't know that I've still said that. That was the luckiest win I've ever seen with, a, you know, having the other quarterback fumble in the end zone. 
Um, and that was funny listening to the Minnesota announcer. I don't know if you heard that this yeah. week. That was great. That's a safety. Give us a safety. No, that was a touchdown, but he figured it out. So yeah, they're eight and one. They they haven't been lucky eight games. Um, they're a good team, and uh, you got to admit it at some point. What you might have to wait till the playoffs for you to admit it, but nonetheless, that's fine. You know, I'm not a Minnesota fan by any stretch of the imagination, uh, but uh, they're they're a good team. Uh, Baltimore, 12 and a half point favorites at Carolina, 12 and a half. I usually stay away from dad, but Carolina's bad. Uh, so I, I pick Baltimore in this one. Baker Mayfield will start a quarterback this week as uh PJ is injured. So they're going to go back to Baker this week, but I just don't think, I don't think Carolina wants to win. I know the organization doesn't want to win. Um, I'm not sure they have the players to win either. So I'd go Baltimore in this one. How about you? Yes, Baltimore, Baltimore, you know, hopefully you're going to make a move here and establish himself as one of the big teams in the AFC. So, and they should win this one and they should be able to cover that. New England's favorite at home, three and a half points against the New York Jets. I'm going to take the Jets in this one, Dad. I think the Jets have opportunity uh, to kind of prove their worth this week. And I think they're getting better and better each week as well. New England is still that kind of team in the middle. They're not great. They're not horrible. Uh, can they beat the Jets at home? Sure. But I, I'm going to go with the Jets in this one. What about you? Yes, I almost picked this game as one of my six um, from there, and I would have picked the Jets. Um, I think the Jets are much better this year. And, again, New England, you know, it's they're another one of those teams you don't know what you're going to get. So I think the Jets, and then, you know, division game, I think they can win this. Yeah, there's a bunch of those kind of teams. You don't know what you're getting. How about New Orleans and Los Angeles? New Orleans at home, they're three-and-a-half-point favorites. Cooper Cup has surgery this week, will not play. The Rams, I'm I'm out. I'm out on the Rams. I don't know what to say. I They just, they're not good, and they should be good. Uh, so I'm going to go New Orleans this week, and I think a surprise pick, even though they're the favorite over the Rams. Which way do you go? Oh, we lost him again. He's frozen. He'll be back with us in just a second. Um, we're having some technical difficulties on tonight's episode of the Sports Stove Podcast. He's back. Okay, here we go. Uh, let's see here, Dad. New Orleans and Los Angeles. New Orleans is the favorite three and a half at home. Which way do you go with this one? Yeah, I'll go with New Orleans on that because, like I said, Los Angeles is in trouble losing Cooper Cup, probably the last straw from there and even though new orleans isn't necessarily all that good they do have a good defense and um i'm banking on that in my fantasy league for sure (laughs) yeah i'm all out all out on los angeles done with them for the year uh philadelphia they lost their first game of the season now they're six and a half point favorites on the road against jeff saturday matt ryan and the indianapolis colts i'm going philadelphia uh i'm not sure that they'll win by six and a half but I'm still going to go with Philadelphia in this one. I just have more confidence in them than I do the Colts. How about you? Yes, I'd agree with that. And I hope it'd be interesting to see if Philadelphia rebounds. You would think they would, but they would, you know, how dominant they're going to be the rest of the year to be interesting because they have some good teams coming up. Um, but they, you know, they should be able to beat the Colts. Um, now, if Saturday's going to rally the troops, boy, you'll find out on this one because if they won this game, that would really be a difference. Yes, it will. Yes, it will. Uh, we got friends, Dad. They're going to be in Lambeau this week. Uh, they've, they're making the trek up that way today. Um, so we'll be interested to see how that game goes on Thursday night. 
uh, there. Any other NFL things, topics that you want to hit on? Uh, no, like I said, it's been, you know, been a crazy year and I'm sure this week will continue to be that way. You know, if there's ever been a, a year where it was in, you know, on any given Sunday, it's surely been this year. And, uh, I don't think the playoffs, you know, usually you get to this time of the year, you can say, okay, here's four or right. five teams there are in the playoffs. That's who's going to be the number one of these two will be the number one seeds. I don't think you have any idea at this point. So. I mean, it looks like Kansas City and the AFC um, and Minnesota and the NFC as far as one seeds go. I don't know that anybody can is going to be able to get past Kansas City and the AFC. And Minnesota has such a head start. Well, Philadelphia, I guess. I'm sorry. Philadelphia just lost the first game. I don't know how I forgot that. We just talked about them. Um, you know, Philadelphia and Minnesota, I think, are pretty even teams. So I think, you know, one of them has got to get the one seed. Who will it be? Minnesota has the easier division this year, so who knows? We'll see how all that shakes out for sure. Uh, we'll talk about baseball probably more next week as free agency is starting and things are happening. That Your guy, Carlos Rodon, uh, I just heard today that Houston may be in big on him, uh, but we'll see how that all shakes out. We'll talk about baseball next week. Let's talk about some college basketball. Um, I'm in, in a basketball state in the state of Kentucky, and it's been a lot of disappointment to start this season. I want to start with Louisville. New coach who comes over from the Knicks, who actually comes from Kentucky. Uh, a lot of talk going into this offseason. They're going to be great. They're going to recruit really well. All this kind of stuff. They've lost three games by one point each um, against three teams that they shouldn't have lost to. And uh, how early can you panic if you're a college basketball fan, specifically if you're a Louisville fan, do you panic now or do you give some time to see if everything kind of settles itself out? Well, I think in college basketball, you don't panic until you get into the conference games because that's where, you know, uh, sometimes people get all excited. Wow, I had a great record, you know, in um, October, November, December, but then you get in the conference games and you can't win. Same way, you can lose a couple games, um, but you, if you can get, if you can play well in your conference, then your season is going to be salvaged. And of course, the conference games will be what you remember because it's more at the end of the year. So I don't think you have to really panic at the first. And sometimes you get too too hyped up at the first of the year with, wow, we only, you know, we didn't lose or we've only lost one game. Um, it just depends on what conference you're in and how well you can play there. The favorite to win the national champion right now in Vegas is Houston. Um, that's interesting. <laughs> I would say, uh, North Carolina, currently the number one seed Gonzaga, number two, Houston, number three, uh, but Houston is the odds-on favorite to win the national title. Uh, so far, the top 13, 14, 15, 16, my goodness, the top 21 teams are 2-0, and including teams like Duke, Kentucky, Kansas. Uh, and I'm sorry, Kentucky's not 2-0. and um, Why does it show that? Uh, anyways, uh, Kentucky last night loses to Michigan State. Double overtime. Uh, one of the top recruiting classes, uh, of course they're all talking about next year's recruiting class. They are the top recruiting class next year. I feel like I've said this a million times, but coach John Calipari is not a good coach. He is a phenomenal recruiter. He is a 
I think, a very good leader. Um, he does a great job with helping these guys prepare them for the next level and and really prepare them for life. He does a very good job with those sorts of things. But when it comes to coaching, uh, John Calipari is just not very good at it. And there will be people who will argue with me because of his records and all that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, look at him in any kind of game that's close and look how he coaches. Uh, he mismanages lineups. Uh, his teams can't ever hit free throws. Uh, he he messes up time situations, timeouts, and things like that as well. And I think this is just another example of John Calipari's failure as a coach. And is he a better coach than me? Yes, 100%. Um, but he's not a top 10 coach in the league, uh, in the nation. He's not. He may not even be a top 20 coach in the nation. And I look at John Calipari and I think, man, what could so many other people do with the talent that he has? The question is, if you get rid of John Calipari, can you bring somebody in who can still bring in the talent? Uh, you'd like to think they could, but we went through a time there after Rick Pitino, after Tubby Smith. It was ugly for several, several years. So um, I don't know if it's like get rid of Cal because what comes in after Cal is kind of where we sit with the question mark after that. You're not a Kentucky fan, Dad, although you pay attention to them a little bit because I live in Kentucky and things like that. Um I mean, is is getting rid of Cal what Kentucky needs to do to win another national championship? Or is he a guy that can pull him there? I mean, I, I, I wouldn't think you get rid of John Calipari. But again, you know, I'm not there um, from that situation. To me, you know, he's been a good coach. It's true. He hasn't won the national championships. Everybody wanted to there. But uh, I, I don't know that you get rid of him um, apart from just having, you know, a really bad year, and I don't know that they'll have that. They have. <laughs> They've had it a couple times uh, under Calipari. They're not going to have it this year, I don't think. Um, but they've had a couple years where they missed the tournament, and last year they got beat by St. Peter's. Uh, and, oh, my goodness, I can go on for a while on this. But uh, I've always said if you can get Brad Stevens to come back to college basketball, you get rid of Cal. If you can't get Brad Stevens to come back to college basketball, then I think you have to stick with Cal for the time being because I'm not sure who you bring in, who would come in. Uh, again, it's back to that level where you should be able to pretty much get whoever you want if they want to be a college basketball coach. Um, but I'm not sure who who out there I go, and yeah, I got to have that guy outside of Brad Stevens. I don't find that guy anywhere right now. And uh, I'm sure there's good ones out there. I just don't see who it is. So I guess at this point, if you're a Kentucky fan, you just got to hold on and hope that the talent of the Kentucky basketball team outweighs the coaching of the Kentucky basketball team, and they somehow find a way to win a national title once again. Plenty of things going on in the sports world. Next week when we come back, we'll talk some baseball. We'll talk college football. Uh, not much has changed in the college football scene this week, so we chose not to go there today, uh, but plenty of things to, to watch out for in the sports world, hockey's going on as well. Uh, plenty of things happening. So, Dad, anything else before we close out the episode? No, no, I don't think so. Like I said, we're into college basketball. That's a lot of fun, you know, keeping up with that, even though, you know, it's in the early stages here. Um, and, uh, of course, plenty going on with football, and things are going to start wrapping up with college football. So a lot of discussion, you know, obviously coming up about bowls and stuff like that. 
All right. Tune in next week. We'll have a new episode for you right here on Wednesday evening. Uh, the local hour will be moving to later in the week. Uh, no new local hours dropped yet this week. We're doing a live show on Saturday, so you can tune in and watch that here online. Uh, we'll also post it in the audio version when we're done with that as well. Final home game for EKU football uh, against Kennesaw State this Saturday, so I'll be involved with that as well. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, make sure you follow on Twitter and Instagram at Sports Stove. And until next time, we'll see you around the Sports Stove.